so Tony shows up and Cheryl's like, oh my God, Tony, you're here. And Tony's like, was there ever any doubt? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said it would dishonor your family. <laughs> what are you talking about? You literally, there was a whole conversation there, bud. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 25-year-old actor and artist. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere, and our fun fact for this episode is about your prom dress. So, um, uh, I didn't have a prom living and growing up in rural Alberta, um, but we did have something called grad. It was literally just graduation. We just <laughs> had the ceremony, and then we would have, like, kind of a dance afterwards. Yeah, that's basically how um, it was. It wasn't even hardly a dance. There was like a dancing corner and then mostly it was like your pa- family and parents could come and there were just more speeches yeah, being done. Yeah, you basically just sat there and ate food in a pretty dress and everyone yeah. was like, why are we here? Yeah, and there was like a promenade sort of thing where mm-hmm. everyone would like line up in their dates and like go go around so everyone could see everyone else's dresses and stuff. It's deeply stupid. We yeah. should just have prom. It's like, you should yeah. just dance. Yeah. yeah so It's stupid. Anyway, my prom dress was... Like, looking back on it, when I got the prom dress, everyone was like, this is so you. And whenever everyone saw it, everyone was like, oh, this encapsulates you so perfectly. And now looking back on it, I'm like, did it? Because it (laughs) certainly doesn't encapsulate me now, (laughs) you know? Um, But it was was pink, and um, it was strapless, and then the top. Um, like, the bodice part mm-hmm. was, like, it wasn't rhinestones, but it was, like, bejeweled, basically, mm-hmm. with, like, pink and green, um... Very fair weather, yes. I don't... The do store mean? fair weather with, like, the blingy dresses and stuff? I don't know what that is. Oh, it was at the mall. I thought maybe it was still open when you were doing that. So oh. That oh, no. Actually, another fun fact that doesn't matter at all, but when did I win that? For you some won reason, a dress? No, well, I won a $500 gift certificate to, like, a specific store in Lacombe, which was, like, I want to say, like, probably less than half an hour drive away from my hometown. This is so random. I don't remember where I won it. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and text my mom when you guys start talking. <laughs> okay, She'll be able enough. to tell me where I won that gift certificate. Either way, that's where I got it. Okay. Anyway, so the top bit was, like, bejeweled with, like, mm-hmm. pink and, and stuff. And then the bottom was like, it was, the whole dress was pink and green. Um, mm, so it was nice. kind of like a watermelon type thing going on. So I think that the bottom was kind of meant to be, my, meant to look like flowers and like flower petals because it was like, the green was like kind of leaves-esque. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll show it to you and maybe you guys can explain it better than I can. Let's all get pictures. I mean, graduation <laughs> day, that's it. Oh, you know what? It's different than what I remember. <laughs> Yeah, so like, um, oh, okay. wait, that was not what I was picturing at all. Yeah, I okay. was picturing way more paint. It looks floral. Yeah, it's kind of like it's like floral. it's watercolor florals with a sweetheart neckline, a wraparound waist, and then the bust has a crisscross bejeweled pink sort of sash like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like energy. the wraparound waist. Yeah, when I yeah, so when I got it. Everyone was like, this is so you. And looking back on it, I'm like, that's not what I would wear. No. <laughs> um, in fact, what I probably would wear now is what my sister ended up getting, which is, which the reason why she ended up getting that one was because I told her which one to get. Because <laughs> I make a lot of her decisions. It's At least true. I did back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so when it was like, which grad da- gown should I get? It was like, I was kind of just choosing what I would have chosen <laughs> given the, the chance what the was new, that new opportunity? And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 31-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. 
I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Appertanier where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. Um, I also had a grad. I hated grad because the year that we had it was um, Debbie Downer alert, the year that I was in a car accident. So I lost mm. touch with a lot of my friends because I wasn't at school a lot because I had a brain injury. And so they left me out of like a lot of the grad planning. And I'm sure it's because I was a complete pill because I had depression. Um, but anyway, I like had no idea what was going on with grad and stuff, but I did know that I wanted a bitch in dress. So I modeled my dress after Jillian Anderson's 1998 Golden Globes look because there's gay and then there's really gay, but I didn't know I was gay at the time. Um, so this is her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to show you what I looked like in the dress because she wears it better than I did because people who have double D boobs should not wear strapless dresses. <laughs> Without gotcha. support. Well, can you explain I mean, I've dress? seen you in the dress, and I think it's very pretty. Um, the dress has, like, it's, like, a corset with a long, like, pretty, like, really snug narrow gown, and then a little bit of a train. It's all black, of course. And then it has, like, Morticia Adams spikes along the top. It's, like, the opposite of scallop. Yeah. So that's what my grad dress was, and um, I do not regret that. Mm. You know, I didn't like how I looked in it, but I still think that's a bitch in dress. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's much more you. Yeah. Speaking of things that are gay, uh, my name is Samantha Foley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 28-year-old marketing coordinator and television critic. I'm a senior writer and the social media specialist at Telltale TV. I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. I had two proms because oh. I lived in America and you get junior prom and senior prom. You get to go to prom. That's hurtful. I can't Twice. believe you had two and I got zero. <laughs> um, so yeah. Spread them around. Yeah. Junior prom, I... Share the wealth. <laughs> junior prom, I went like a short dress because you have the opportunity to do both a short dress your first year because it's junior prom and it's not serious. And then like a real, real dress at senior prom. Uh, junior prom, I wore a short pink spaghetti strap dress with like iridescent sequins on it and like a... It had, like, ruching around the top and, like, a waist tie to, like, cinch it in. Mm -hmm. Um, And then senior prom, I had a dress that's kind of, like, a black cross between Cheryl's dress and Betty's dress. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, so it's, like, the big skirt and, like, the halter neckline with the deep V. And then, like, uh, it was black with rhinestones all over it. And I wore red Chuck Taylors with it. (laughs) No one she's quirky. I don't get it. No one clocked you as gay back then. I also, um, I also wore like sneaker type things as well. Also, like right before prom, I had like the length of hair I do now, and then two weeks before prom, I cut it all off. Why? Um, I wanted to. Okay. Yeah. You thought I should look as gay as possible? Yeah. For this prom. I cut it into a like a short little like chin length bob. Everyone right before senior like, prom. Everyone around you was like, "Is she nice?" Right, would oh also my God, wear sneakers. Bob, yeah, so my cute. so my my shoes were like a sneaker, like Vans or what? Yeah, like Vans yeah. type looking thing. Um, but they were bright green with pink laces, so they matched my dress. Um, mm-hmm. but they had a wedge inside of the oh of the shoe. Oh, nice. Yeah, I wore Chuck Taylors, and they were Mama. black and red. And Mama, that's a gay woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I had like red jewelry and. Uh, hair accessories. You know what? I'm just gonna say it. It's on your parents for not knowing. I know. <laughs> they can't say that they didn't see it coming. I it was for, obvious. I, I laid down the signs. There were a lot of hints. They were anvil-sized. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, hi, uh, this is the first episode of season five, 
And, um, well, t- it really kind feels of. like we should just be calling it 420. I, so, if yeah. you will, blaze it. Um, <laughs> I think it's ridiculous how they were like, let's stop it at 419, because so there will never be a 420. I think that's unfair. Yeah, I was the like, audacity you, you can't that. do that on Riverdale. Yeah. If any show was going to take advantage of it, it should have been this show. Yeah. Like, in six, on 609, we're going to go, nice, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's, like, <laughs> nice, kind of I close. Guess. Yeah. But... If this is your first episode with us, so sorry. Our um, sorry, we talked about prom for like yeah. ten minutes. Our, I'm not. <laughs> our intros are not usually this long, so stick with us. Um, but yeah, today we have words to say about episode five hundred one of Riverdale climax. Okay, so climax. Very poorly bold named. move to call the first episode of the season uh, climax. Heck, I usually put the title that we talked about in the um in the previous in the previous episode in there. So let me grab that. Climax film. 2018 film. Yes. Ah, yes. It is a 2018 psychological horror film directed by this guy. Um, (laughs) Wait, have I seen this? It's an international co-production between France and Belgium. I have not. It takes place in 1996 during winter within a single building and features a large ensemble cast of 24. Oh, that's right. Portraying a French dance troupe throwing an after party after a rehearsal. However, the celebrations take a darker turn when everyone becomes increasingly agitated and confused after consuming sangria laced with LSD. So it feels like maybe mm-hmm. so like Reggie. There's parts of it in here. Yeah. So it's a little bit of the prom and it's a little bit of the rave that mm-hmm. Betty and Jughead go to. Yeah. Um, if this is your first episode listening to us, the Riverdale writers name them all after movies and then mm-hmm. we go and find meaning. Usually there, there aren't any. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. Sometimes. It's a, it's a reach. Sometimes. Oh, frequently it's a reach. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. They don't stretch before they reach. I definitely see. <laughs> I definitely see it though. If this is the if this is the thing that they were referencing, which I think it is, um, having like looked at what it's about and everything, yeah. And I'm really excited to talk to you about the name of next week's episode. Okay, Ooh. as well. Um, this episode was originally supposed to be called something else, but I don't remember what it was. Thanks. Oh, I, but it didn't have anything to do with anything. I don't think, and I was confused about that. Here's where I we would put what I said. What? Never mind. I was making a joke. Oh, it just it just wasn't a film last time. Like the the ones that they yeah. offered like weren't films, and I just thought that was so strange. Now they've changed it to be films, so I'm like way happier with it. I just thought it was so weird their original ones. Like so, for example, maybe they were just working titles. Like maybe I don't know. Usually we don't get them until they're the official titles, though. So I thought that was kind of weird. But like next episode when it was going to be 421 was supposed to be called Follow the Green. And I looked it up and it, literally there's like nothing about it. Yeah. Um, and now it's called The Preppy Murders, which we'll talk a little bit more about because there's definitely stuff on that. Okay. So here's where we would put our thoughts from listeners. Um, if you guys have anything to mention after you listen to the whole podcast, I do recommend listening to the whole podcast because um, sometimes people are like, oh, but then we bring it up later. Um, (laughs) So yeah, if you have anything that you would like to add, feel free to um, usually add us on Twitter would be great. Uh, Or you can send us an email at aficionadospodcast at gmail.com and we will read it out for next episode. Okay, you guys, this is exciting. This is the uh, this is the only podcast that we still toot or boot the episodes. Yes, (laughs) which I'm so happy about. So once again, if this is your first uh, season with us, first of all, I recommend you go back and watch and listen to the rest of them. They're fantastic, slow, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a slow evolution from us making the mistake of taking Riverdale seriously yeah. to realizing that this is the worst 
garbage show in the whole world that we love with our whole heart. I I think that this podcast is so fun. I'm so thrilled to be here with you. Yes, I'm (laughs) Um, honored. Pleasure to be here. It's good to be back, bitch. But we have a segment called Tudor Boot, and we took it from the fashion photo review for RuPaul's Drag Race, Um, and basically uh, they toot or boot the looks from the main stage. Toot is good and boot is bad. There's a scale in which, like, the worst is scoot. And then boot, and then newt, which is like neutral, then toot, and then shoot, which is the best thing ever. So, do you guys want to toot or boot this episode, Brittany? I'll give it a toot. Okay. I'm gonna give it a toot yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a soft toot. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a very soft toot. Yeah. Sounds like a soft fart, soft is what it toot. sounds like. Exactly. It's like bordering on a newt. A newt, yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't think there was like that many like funny moments Mm-mm. that they usually have and everything. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it doesn't feel like a premiere is because it wasn't supposed to be and half yeah. of it was shot not as a premiere. So I can't be mad. Uh, I'm just so happy to get Riverdale back and I'm really Same. excited for the next two episodes yeah. and I'm especially excited for the time jump, the first mm-hmm. time jump episode. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. But one of my favorite things about a time jump is going is when they show you what happened during the time jump. So I'm really hoping that we either get them talking about what happened to them yeah. during the time jump or we get flashbacks to the time jump. Please. Yeah, I'm yeah. really hoping for that as well. Do not pull up the hundred and skip everything and just during skip the it time all. jump. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Cool. So we split this uh, episode into three storylines. Um, Shoni, Varchi, and Bughead. And uh, the smallest one was Shoni. So we're going to start with Shoni and Brittany did the summary for I did Shoni. Shoni. Gay rights. All right. So many gay rights. So many gay rights. All right. Shoni takes submissions for Riverdale High students to be prom king or queen. And by that, I mean Cheryl talks everyone else out of entering so that she and Tony can be co-queen. Tony just wants to be a serpent queen, though. Cheryl says it's her destiny to be prom queen, and I gotta say, I agree. Later, they discuss hosting a dinner for their families before prom, which prompts Tony to reveal that her family doesn't know she's dating Cheryl, since she's not out to them. She'd rather keep her relationship a secret from her family. She actually gets the nerve to tell her Nana that she's dating a woman, but her Nana already knows because nosy-ass Cheryl popped by. (laughs) It's not the woman part that bothers her, though. It's the blossom part. So she forbids Tony from dating Cheryl or going to prom with her. Cheryl actually apologizes for going to see her Nana, but doesn't actually explain, like, why she did it, but, like, whatever. Her Nana says Tony can't go to prom with a blossom. The blossom curse has struck Cheryl once more. However, Tony does show up to be Cheryl's date after all. They're crowned Riverdale's first openly gay prom queens. Yay, queens! Pop off! They invite the core four to dance with them and then murder stuff happens, but that's not important because the important thing is that Cheryl was dancing with her hands on Tony's ass the entire time and that's funny (laughs) to me. Anyway, Tony reveals at the end of the night that prom was her Cinderella moment and she has to go back to her family, which Cheryl understands. They'll find a way to make it work. Cheryl cries to Nana Rose that the curse has once again guaranteed she'll be alone forever. Like, I know there was plot stuff there, but it really had nothing to do with Shoni. Yeah, it occurred to me, um, as you were saying that, something that I hadn't written in my notes was that, like, the parallel slash juxtaposition of the Nanas. Um, mm-hmm. Nana oh. Rose and Tony's, uh, they made it Tony's grandma as well. Yep. Um, and the difference yeah. between uh, how supportive they are. I didn't think about that either, but yep. And it's like, is Nana Rose in, sh- in absolutely insane? Like, I like, mm-hmm. yeah. I like that Nana Rose's, um, like, demeanor and like, behavior changes literally with the wind on this show. Yeah. Uh, Every blossom. That happens with every blossom. We all know it. Like, sometimes Nana Rose is supportive, and sometimes she is, like, borderline homophobic and, like, tortured Penelope and stuff, and it's just, And, like, like, doesn't care at all about, uh, murder- murdering people. And, um, made Penelope a child bride for her son, and, you know, like, 
like Nana Rose is not the hero she we She can dance multiple. She like, sure does. She really does. Oh, that Nana Rose. So Shoni is sitting at the desk and uh, Tony's like, okay, so why do you want to be prom queen? Um, and Cheryl basically says, mm, does Elizabeth want to be the queen of England? And I'm like, well, I'm confused. Because I watched the first two seasons of The Crown recently. I'm not caught <laughs> it's up, true but she I did. did. If, if that is to be true, <laughs> Elizabeth does not want to be the queen. <laughs> that woman clearly, Cheryl has not yeah. watched The Crown. Exactly. Listen, I have a lot of feelings on the monarchy and how it's kind of bullshit and all this stuff. But I think you can safely say that Elizabeth basically had her entire life stolen from her. Well, that's the thing is that on the show, like... She was never the person who wanted to be in the spotlight. Margaret was. Mm -hmm. And so, um, basically, like, no, she never wanted to be the queen, but she knew that it was her duty, and so she does it. And so I was like, okay, so Cheryl, are you saying that she has to be the queen? Because Mm -hmm. if you're saying you're Queen Elizabeth, she's like, she has to, she's forced to, or... That it's a family legacy that you have to be the prom queen or something like that. Mm. Because Penelope sure wasn't the prom queen. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, so, I don't know. But uh, I wonder who was prom queen. Probably mm. Hermione. Probably Hermione. Ooh, or Sierra. Or Sierra. Oh, I bet it was Sierra. That'd be nice. I hope the Keller boy Her was. first political win. <laughs> oh my God. Man, remember Sierra? Mm-hmm. So, Tony talks about wanting to be Serpent Queen again, and I'm like, I really just wanted it to be Alice, but whatever. Like... It's fine. Um, and then Kevin walks up and he's like, hi, is this where we sign up to be prom person? I like prom person. That's really, I, it's, and he doesn't say it like it's awkward either. Yeah. He just says prom person and yeah. I'm like, thank you, King. Um, and cause he says that Fangs wants to be prom king with him, even though Kevin doesn't want to be prom king. So he's going to do it anyway, which is basically exactly what Tony's doing. Yes. Um, and Cheryl just refuses to let them do that. Um, and that's really upsetting to me because she doesn't even invi- invite them up for the dance afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like it would have made complete sense to me if she had invited uh, Kevin and Fangs up to dance because that like of that, of that moment yeah. earlier and mm-hmm. then like gay and lesbian solidarity. Exactly. And, like, and so then after. And then she's like, these two people, these other two couples that I'm sort of only kind of friends with. Bring up like, the straights. I'm like, you literally have Kevin and Fangs over to your house for, to like watch movies. Yeah, that was like the main people on your list for like the dinner that you wanted to hold. Yep. But like, that's the thing is that like having rewatched it, now I'm like extra sad because I'm like, oh yeah, Fangs wanted to be prom queen and he didn't even get invited to that thing. So Cheryl's like, not only do I want to be prom queen, but I want everyone to want me to be prom queen. Yeah. Even if it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel like they're probably the only people on the ballot, like, when Weatherby goes up later and it's just like, it's them! Exactly. <laughs> they're right. like, what a surprise! Everyone Even else is like, yeah, we know. They're like, we weren't allowed to vote for anyone else. So my main thing about that is, like, I, like, did you, did like you actually even win then? Right, like, I feel like it's more interesting if they had just genuinely yeah. won. Like, I don't know, if I was Cheryl, I'd be like, Yay, I have this crown, but, like, was I even the choice? Like, I don't know. You can tell exactly when in the episode they're trying to hide Vanessa's baby bump and when it was shot beforehand, yeah, before mm-hmm. she was pregnant, um, because she's behind a table or in a giant hoodie or in bed or, you know? Yeah, and they're, then, they're not doing a bad job. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. If I didn't know, I, I don't think I would have noticed. No. But, like, you can also tell, like, later when she, like, comes and storms in and she's, like, her entire body is out there, then you're like, okay, well, I can tell that that was shocking. <laughs> so they talk about the family dinner that they want to have because we don't know anything about Tony's family. And she's like, oh, they're not really, like, very supportive, so, like, maybe not. Um, and they talk about their big gay prom dinner party, and I was like, well, I'd like to yeah, come. Yeah, that's what I was like, hell. If they don't want to come, then I will. 
And so, like, the people that they talk about are, like, Kevin and Fangs and their families, basically. Um, and I was like, so, so, so why do you invite Varchie and Bughead up if Kevin and Fangs are your two people on your list? Like, but, why invite the two worst couples? But also... Like, that's just one of those moments that plays, like, such a, a writing fail. Yeah. And, like, we needed Betty and Jughead and Archie and Veronica to dance yeah. because it's, like, they're the couples yeah. and this is senior of prom. And it's, like, then... <sighs> It's not organic. It's not organic. But I'm also like, is Sweet Pea gone? Is he gone? Yeah, where is... Yeah! Like, where is he? Because if he's gone, can you explain where he went? Dude, he, he was in Hedwig. Like, he was around. Like, mm-hmm. he, he he hasn't been forgotten. It's just like... He's weird. alive! Yeah, like, um, like, Tony's best friends were Fangs and Sweet Pea back in season mm-hmm. two, and now she brings up Fangs constantly, but, it, but not Sweet Pea, and I'm like, mm, even if like you just mention him and he's not there like it would just be nice to hear about him so she's like oh well when we go to graduation and they're there do I just pretend that you're not my girlfriend and she's like um yeah which is fair because she's not it's just not gonna work out like that no but like god is that hard to hear I Mm -hmm, bet mm -hmm. um so Tony goes to see her Nana who is mad that she's dating a blossom I think that this is the same trailer as her grandfather lived in in season two yeah. Um, and that was a, um, like a First Nations type story that they were trying to tell, yeah. obviously. And that's a little weird to me. In Canada, the correct terminology is First Nations, but if that's different in America, please let me know. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. Uh, Vanessa is not First Nations. Mm-mm. Like, I looked it up on her Wikipedia. Her mom is white and her dad is black. Um, so she's not First Nations. And I was hoping that maybe we would just drop this whole thing that happened with that after Vanessa like spoke up about being underused and under- underrepresented mm-hmm. so like I just thought that, that that was kind of weird to like bring that up again I guess this happened like they just decided on this storyline before yeah before all that happened mm-hmm. I guess but yeah uh Cheryl's ancestor was like General Pickens I think that was the whole storyline in season two and she talks about how Cheryl isn't like her family and she's like well it's weird that you didn't tell us then mm-hmm. if you think that she's so different which like shout out to Nana for not being a homophobe yeah and for having a valid reason to not want her to date a blossom because yeah. like if if your family lineage was hey um her ancestors murdered our ancestors does that make Cheryl responsible no but it needs to be something everyone's aware of mm-hmm. so tony goes to confront cheryl about this and i don't know what cheryl's reading she's reading something but we couldn't see um and cheryl is upset because um it's not that she's a girl it's that she's a blossom um, she says the word lesbian again, which we love. It's just said so it's just, infrequently in mm-hmm. media. Yeah. So it's really nice to, like, hear her say it. Yeah, like, people say gay all the time, and later when she says openly gay and everything, um, that's great, but it's also really lovely to, like, hear the actual he- word. Yeah, like... Yeah. It's important to yeah. hear the word. And Tony says that her grandma said that if she went to prom with Cheryl, it would dishonor their family. And Cheryl's like, okay, well, I'm really sorry that I did go and see her, but I hope that we are still going to prom because I really want to go with, to prom with you. And this is like our once in a lifetime time to go to prom. And I don't want to have ruined it by making a split second decision. So then prom time, uh, Cheryl's dress <laughs> apparently Sam had a pretty similar dress <laughs> my note was that that dress not allowed <laughs> I feel that like- type of plunging neckline like especially maybe it's just in in my school or whatever but no sir no ma'am I think that for prom and grad if you go to like a public school those rules just get thrown out the window when it comes time you know yeah like there's like girls in my school had those on mm. there there's rules for like a day-to-day life yeah. that wouldn't go that wouldn't fly as a 
like a shirt at school. Yeah. But it's prom, so like right. the rules don't matter. Um, Nana Rose is obviously really supportive about this, and we already talked about it a little, but my next note was just like, are we forgetting Nana Rose's past? <laughs> the yeah. That she's done. I feel like we are forgetting that purposefully, yeah. yes. Um, so Tony shows up, and Cheryl's like, oh my god, Tony, you're here. And Tony's like, was there ever any doubt? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you said it would dishonor your family. <laughs> what are you talking about? You literally, there was a whole conversation there, bud. Yeah, well, you said you had something about this, Sam. Oh, and this, uh, when I was rewatching to do my notes, in this moment, while Cheryl is talking to Nana Rose with her, like, back turned to the foyer or whatever, Tony, like, comes, you can hear her footsteps come down the stairs and not, like, through the front door. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you were in the house. She was... Yeah. You came! She was there already. She was in the house. You probably got ready together because she was in the house. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. So Nana Rose takes their picture with this just old-ass camera. Just so old. That that camera came from the Ice Age. Mm -hmm. And we had talked a little bit, I think, about Cheryl's makeup in our trailer podcast and about how Cheryl looks like her... Her makeup was really muted, and we were wondering if maybe, like, there was something wrong, like, emotionally for her or something, or, or she she just didn't feel like herself or anything. But I was wondering if maybe she was actively trying to look less like herself so that, like, I wonder if she's going to go away from that, like, Cheryl image. And, like, the class of, classic blossom red. That's um, what I was thinking as well. To save her relationship with Tony. And I hope that's something that she, like, I hope that's something that she actively wants to do and isn't something that she's just doing. You know, like, if we would be mad if Veronica did that for Archie. Yeah. You yes. know, so I don't want to have a double standard there. So I want Cheryl to be able to be doing that because she wants to and not for her love interest. You know, we've had so many complaints about how Tony isn't her own person. She's literally just Cheryl's girlfriend, yeah. you know? And I like that they're, I hope that they're bringing her in finally um this season um but like i don't want them to flip you yeah, know right. i don't I, I don't want cheryl to now feel like she's doing everything for tony yeah i don't want to lose cheryl like they're both you they're both fully fleshed out characters and they yeah. need to be written as such because like you you don't <laughs> well you do sacrifice veronica for archie and vice versa yeah but you don't do that with bughead yeah so just so take true take your bughead blueprint mm-hmm. and rinse and repeat yeah <laughs> duplicate copy paste yeah so they find their way to prom, finally, um, and Cheryl's hands are on Tony's butt the entire time. It was so it's so iconic. We were howling, because, like, every shot of them dancing, they're on her butt. Yeah. And I think that that was likely Madeline being like, well, I'm taller than you, which means that I have to be the boy. Not that, <laughs> like, you know, people are like, in gay which relationships. Which one of you is like, the man? Which one of you is the man? And it's like, neither of us. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> that is the whole thing, boy. But, like, I can see Madeline being like, haha, I'm the boy, which means I have to do what boys do, which is touch butts. <laughs> I'm just wondering where the chaperones are to yell at them. Like, if they're, they're, all, Alice, they're all touching each other's butts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the whole prom is. I was I'm, like, you know, F.B. and Alice and Hiram and Hermione. Yeah, they and, don't care. And Mary and uh, Brooke. Yep. Are all just, all, they're all just over in the corner touching their up. Yeah. Are Mary and Brooke there? I think, I think that they are, but mm. they're not. I don't know. Maybe they were just there in my head. Well, they were definitely at the Pembroke mm-hmm. um, beforehand. I don't remember seeing them there, like, at actual prom. 
But Hiram and Hermione are definitely touching each other's butts. Um, that's for sure. And I love, and Weatherby's not going to do anything about it because now he's shown up <laughs> after this and he's just like, you know what? Life is short. Touch a butt. Life so true, short, queen. So true, queen. <laughs> and I also imagine like any chaperone being like, oh, I should probably go yell at them for touching butts. Oh, but then if I go yell at them, Cheryl's going to call me homophobic. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we might as well just let them do whatever they want. <laughs> and you know what? I, I support that. I'm like, I'm certain that like Alice notices mm-hmm. and then FP just puts his hand on her butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I also, like, my feminist brain is like, well, if you're going to yell at a straight couple, you should yell at the gay couple, too, because equality. But I'm also like, let them do what they want. They deserve it. <laughs> um, so Weatherby goes out on stage, and he counted the votes, and Miss Bell double counted them or whatever. Um, and they were like, yep, seems like the same, <laughs> just a bunch of votes for one person again. Yep. And the prom queens are Tony and Cheryl. Woo! What? Yay! I, I just think it's so funny because Mr. Honey was like, no prom. Because death always happens. And Weatherby's like, oh, Yahoo prom. <laughs> you know what? Death didn't happen. It didn't. Uh, well, maybe. Like there was... It might have happened concurrently, but not oh, at yeah. the prom. <laughs> um, so they talk about how it was the first openly gay royal couple. And they invite Bughead and Varchie to dance with them. And I'm sad because Fangs wanted to be prom queen. Or prom king. <laughs> Actually, that makes sense for Fangs. Yeah, I love it. Um, Fangs and Kevin deserved to be part of the dance. Yeah. Uh, thank you. So then Cheryl's like, okay, let's go home to Thistle House. And Tony basically said that she had to be home before curfew or her grandma would never speak to her again. Tony says that she has faith that they'll be able to figure it out and fix it, though. Which is why I'm, like, sad that Cheryl then, like, goes crying to Nana Rose saying that she's, like, cursed to be alone and that her and Tony won't end up together. But I'm like, well, Tony said that she has faith that she'll be able to figure it out, though. I just also think that it's so insane that um, her grandparents essentially had, like, participated in making her homeless after the yeah. they got kicked out of the serpents. So the whole entire reason she was living with Cheryl before was because she was homeless. Yeah. And now they're like... Well, I'd rather you be here than be with a blossom. And I'm yeah. like, okay. That blossom okay. put a blossom over her head. Like, yeah. It's because the writers literally forget what they've written the episode before. <laughs> so true. I know. Like, the amount of <laughs> details that I remember from Riverdale seasons past is horrifying. Yeah. My favorite um, theory about how Riverdale is written is that each episode is written by someone who's only seen the episode right before it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the short little Shoney storyline. Um, but before we move on to Varchi, um, I thought maybe we would talk a little bit about the other um, podcasts that we have. Okay, we so did. We, we have um, several other podcasts. Um, one of them is the Star Trek podcast. So we did the first season of Star Trek Picard, and we're going to try and get a couple more um, just various things out um, this year on that feed. Um, but we are actively posting on every single other feed than that, including this one, which I'm so excited Yay. to be here for. Um, but then we also do Stranger Things. So uh, we did season one and season two of Stranger Things, and we are doing season three all year this year. And then hopefully season four, uh, whenever. <laughs> Please and thank you. We finished the hundred. Uh, the <laughs> entire show happened. It was rough at the end there. Um, just <laughs> you really can, you rough. You say bad. Yeah, we, it we was, survived. It was poor. Yeah. We're alive, but we're dead. Yeah. Um, so we did, we started at season four when it was actively airing. So we have mm-hmm. seasons four to seven on the hundred. Um, and this year we are going back and 
doing um, season three and we're going to be going backwards and finishing with season one. Um, so if you guys want to check those out, we will be talking about The 100 when we actually loved it. Um, so it's, it's a little bit more enjoyable, I feel. I will um, only be there sometimes. The first episode of season three comes out in like the next few weeks publicly. Um, so you should check that out. And then lastly, we have a Lost podcast. We did all of season one, all of season two, and we are nearing the midway point of season three, which is really exciting because I really love season three. Um, it is spoiler free. So if you want to watch with us for the first time, you can. Um, and there's just a spoiler section at the end for people who have seen the whole show. And we also do guests over there. So if you're a fan of Lost, feel free to reach out to me and we can maybe find an episode for you to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's do the Varchi storyline. And Sam did the summary for that. Sure did. Uh, of Archie. Of Archie. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, Archie comes back from an early morning run to find that Veronica has found the song he wrote for Betty. Whoopsie! <laughs> He's like, hey, yeah, no, uh, don't read that. I suck at writing anyway. Um, Any so uh, sweaty army things? Do you want to have shower sex? <laughs> and she says no because she has to go have brunch with her ailing father. <laughs> <laughs> back at the lot. She has back- to go have brunch with her ailing father. <laughs> Back at the Lodge residence, Hiram says he's beating his unnamed illness, and Veronica's like, bet, and calls his doctor. Mm-hmm. He says uh, his workout regimen is helping. It's murder. His workout regimen is murder. Uh, at Archie's community center, Veronica is uh, basically doing his Naval Academy interview for him because Archie can't form sentences. Uh, the, com- the commandant says that he's considering another person, so Veronica's like, okay, so uh, let's have him punch each other in the face so that you can decide who's punchier and pick them for uh, the spot. Uh, twist is, it's her BFF's BFKO, Kelly. Oh, go on. <laughs> Say that K-O five times. Kelly. A lot of letters. <laughs> this is a remnant of Katie Keene, uh, which uh, is now canceled. So, whoopsie. At Pops, Veronica tells Archie that uh, she's booked the four seasons total landscaping for their prom rendezvous. <laughs> I mean, the five seasons. Sorry. <laughs> Then K.O. Kelly shows up and Archie offers him a ride to the gym, basically. Tom Keller says that, tells Archie that K.O. is significantly bigger than him, as if we can't all see this mm-hmm. um, with our own two eyes. But he thinks that Archie is stronger, so he tells him to psych Kelly out. And then uh, Archie wins, like crunch for crunch and uh, push up for push up and pull up for pull up. And it's just a sweaty montage of shirtless men. Uh, the boys get naked and go to a steam shower. <laughs> oh my god. And, uh, each give each other dumb little nicknames and Archie says that uh, K.O. Kelly's ass is grass tomorrow and he's gonna <laughs> mow it. Um, he's bad at flirting. Just terrible. Um, he tells Kelly not to worry about it because uh, tonight they're going to Veronica's, Veronica's speakeasy. And K.O.'s like, what? Huh? Um, anyway, they get there, and Veronica's like, hey, I'm gonna sing that song that you wrote without having a clue what it's actually about. Um, Betty and Archie look at each other with full mortification. <laughs> Gee, maybe he should really tell Veronica who that song is about. I don't know. Now would be a good time. <laughs> Archie's like, okay, night-night. And Veronica's like, huh? And then Archie's like, please leave me alone. We are sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Back at Archie's, he's having a sleepover with his competition for the Navy, and they're having a little late night talks. And uh, K.O. says that he and Ronnie seem endgame, but Archie's like, eh, I'm holding her back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm holding her back! (laughs) I wouldn't be holding Betty back, though. Like, what? (laughs) The next day at the fight, the boys have monogrammed boxing gear because fashion is key. And uh, they punch each other, and 
to the sound of rave music and eventually the fight is over and it's called in favor of Kelly. Looks like Archie isn't getting into the Naval Academy after all. The Commandant says he can reapply in the fall though, but Archie says, no, heart emoji. Uh, Veronica comes in to apologize for suggesting the fight in the first place and tells him that he has other options and he's like, uh, not really. (laughs) (laughs) She even offers to blow off prom with him, but he says that it's their last dance with their friends and they should really go. Uh, gee, he's definitely not going to ruin it by telling her about Betty. That would make no sense. Hiram offers, uh, Archie a deputy mayor position if he decides to stay in Riverdale, which would actually be, like, really cool and great for him. Uh, Veronica comes in and they take prom pics with their parents. Smile and say end game. <laughs> Ugh. Veronica and Archie dance and she tells him the mayor thing was her idea and she's going to defer college for a year so that they can be together. And Archie's like, no, 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 do not do that for me. No, thank you. Pass. And she's like, but please? And he's like, listen, I wrote that song about Betty and also I kissed her. Please go to college. <laughs> literally. Wait, that's literally the whole conversation. <laughs> oh my God. Afterward, Veronica and Archie have a very mature conversation and decide that they'll act like everything is fine for the sake of Betty and Jughead and their last two weeks of high school. They decide to simply go their separate ways after graduation. I don't think that Archie's also going to be deputy mayor now either because uh, Veronica comes home crying and she tells her mom what happened and Hiram's just standing in the hallway like, Friendship ended with Archiekins. Then <laughs> Archiekins. Archie gets home. There's a tape on his doorstep, and it's uh, this time the auteur has recreated Archie's confrontation with the Black Hood. Yikes! I remember God when we saw that in the trailer, my heart dropped out of my chest. The mask bro. for the Black Hood is terrifying. Oh my God! Yeah. Just like remembering mm-hmm. season two is so crazy. Season two was so good. I loved season two. Okay, so I guess Veronica stayed over at Archie's house and now has to go to breakfast. Like, and Archie just straight up left to go and have a run. And she's yeah. like, hey, did you have a run? And he's like, no, I'm sweaty for other reasons. I'm like, what did you think that he was doing there, bud? I don't know how her hair looks so good. Like, does she bring her curling iron, like, to his house when she, like, I don't know. She probably has multiple curling irons or, I don't know. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if she has, like, a little drawer. So she found his Carry the Torch song, and she thinks, I assume she thinks it's about her. And Archie is so sus about it. I don't know how she doesn't know. <laughs> right, like, how do you not immediately didn't that. write it for her? Yeah. He's like, oh, no, my song sucks, uh, so bye. And I hope that I can impress the commandant. And Veronica's like, well, I'm gonna be there to help impress the guy. And I'm like, are you bribing again? No, she's literally, when when they get there, she's just saying all the, answering all the questions for him. Right? Because Archie's yeah. like, I don't know how words work. And yeah. she's like, so anyway, this is Archie's gym and he mm-hmm. inherited it from his father and blah, 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 blah. And he owns this and this and this. And I'm like, it's not your interview. Shut up. I just think it's so weird that Archie's literally like, can my girlfriend come to like <laughs> all of his professional endeavors? <laughs> Why? This is like, that was the issue that I had with it as well. I was like. How are you supposed to be impressing anyone if your girlfriend is doing all the talking? You clearly did not want to be in the Naval Academy. Yeah, if I was the commandant, I'd be like, okay, so what are you going to be like when your girlfriend isn't around? Are you going right. to have a brain of your own or, you exactly. know? Yeah. So he's like, oh, well, will you join me in the shower? And we're well past that. We're <laughs> well past that. Um, so she goes to breakfast. Hiram has news. Um, first of all, they're chaperoning prom. Hiram has news. Sure. Uh, sure. Probably. Um, <laughs> where's Hermosa? Did she leave? Am I forgetting that oh she left? Oh my god, I forgot about Hermosa. I'm assuming that she left. Like, I remember, what I remember. She we rewatched Killing Mr. Honey, but we didn't rewatch anything before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, what I remember is her helping them take down Donna. And oh, that's right, she didn't suck because she helped. And that's all that I remember. Yeah. yeah. 
So Hiram basically says that his sickness is getting better and Veronica calls the doctor to make sure that it's true and it seems to be, uh, but I'm like, well, a lot of he's bribing the doctor. I don't know. He can do whatever he wants. I also, I just can't believe that we went through all of that for him just to get better. Right. I still would like to know what disease he's suffering from that can be cured right. by punching people. Like, I remember, like, at some point they talked about how it was, like, I don't remember, degenerative or something like that. Like, they gave some, um, like. It was, like, a muscular disease. It was, like, it was yeah. like muscles were breaking down. It, mm-hmm. But no name or, right. like, what it was doing. And I'm like, are you saying the man just needed exercise? The thing is that, like, we went through, like, six months, maybe more, maybe more than six months of a giant, giant hiatus being like, oh, I have so many questions about everything. And two of which didn't matter at all. Yeah. Number one, <laughs> yeah. number one being Mr. Honey isn't dead. In fact, nothing happened to actual Mr. Honey. Okay. <laughs> the entire hiatus, I was like, is Mr. Honey dead? Is he not head? I don't know. Is he dead? I don't know. And, and also, oh my God, Hiram's going to die. And it turns out Hiram's fine. Yeah. I can't believe that they're like two of the huge questions that I had <laughs> are just being explained away by being like, yeah, nothing happened. It doesn't matter. Well, it's Riverdale. <laughs> so true, Queen. <laughs> it's Riverdale, darling. And so he's like, oh, I have a new workout that's been helping, which apparently is just punching dudes with brass knuckles. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell are you talking well, about? Like, what a cool dude. What a guy. Deeply cool dude. Like, also, he doesn't even wear a mask while he does it. And I'm not talking about a COVID mask or a, or a face mask. I'm talking about, like, an actual face covering in which oh, yeah. people don't know who he is. Like, people are going to go to the police. I mean, these are, like, low lives, I guess. Well, they so. can't go to the police because he's the mayor. Oh, They're so, going to be like, right, right, Hiram Lodge beat the crap out <laughs> of me. Like, the mayor? Like, <laughs> hey, what's beat up? up? F, what's FP going to do? FP beat up the mayor? Like, okay. I'm interested if we watch FP beat up the mayor. Yeah, but what? what? If he was the what? sheriff still? He got fired. Oh, sh- I forgot. Hiram fired him like two episodes before (laughs) the end. Oh my god, I forgot about that. So then Veronica gets off the phone with the doctor and she says, TTFN. Okay, (laughs) to a doctor. This is my favorite line award, but only because it's the worst thing I've ever heard. Veronica. (laughs) And then later when she's talking to the commandant, she's like, oh my god, my BFF Katie. Oh my god, oh my god. And I'm just like, I'm like, Veronica, these are professionals. Please. <laughs> the thing that kills You're me a grown up. is like, TTFN. For the longest time, I thought the writers of this show were in on it and they were doing these cringe things on purpose to be cringe, but they're not. I Every feel like some of them have to be. They have to be. Here's the thing is that maybe the like, person. Like, not who, all of them. Yeah. Like,. Every single episode where something ridiculous happens, I'm like, they must have clued in now. Like, they you have know? to know. They have to know. Every time I'm like, they're, they're, they're in know. on the joke. Yeah. And then, they're, then they say something serious. And I'm like, huh? What? So they talk about how Archie owns several businesses. And here's my thing. I'm glad that Archie doesn't get the thing at the Naval Academy. Because truly, Riverdale would crumble mm-hmm. without Archie there. Because Archie owns so many, <laughs> so mm-hmm. many things now. Yeah. Veronica's like, he owns this and this. And I'm like... So he builds everything and yeah. he keeps the kids safe. Right. Y'all are screwed without that man. Mm-hmm. Archie is a cornerstone of this community. Right, which is exactly what Fred wanted to be, which he was. Yeah. And so it's like nice that he's kind of taken that over. Mm-hmm. So the commandant says that he was looking at other candidates because Archie was being wishy-washy about it. Like, so I think that Archie was going to be offered a position, right. but then because he was like, mm, I don't know, that's why he started looking at other candidates. Um, and the other candidate is K.O. Kelly from Katie Keene. What were the odds of that? I, I'm just like, wow. So your 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 name is two Ks, and your girlfriend's name is two Ks. What the heck was your wedding hashtag gonna be? <laughs> How are you gonna put that together? Kate O. Yeah, I was like, not Coco, but like Keely. Coca? Whatever. This wedding is a KO. But then I but but what about Katie? She's marrying him. Yes. <gasps> Cody Cat. Cody Cat? Coty. K-O-T-Y. Okay. I have to pee. Cat? That's cute. Yeah, I just think it's cute. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> there was no reason for the second part. Katie Keene, at this point, when they were recording this slash writing this, um, wasn't yet canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, also, I didn't watch it. So no. if if something about K.O. Kelly's story on Katie Keene matters to, like, this storyline, um, please let us know. Because I'd like to know. Like, just like in uh, Sabrina in the new season that, like, Brett, Donna, and Joan, like, showed up as something to do with preppies or whatever. Yeah. But but they weren't actually Brett, Donna, and Joan or whatever. If anybody watched either Chaos or Katie Keene and something comes up that's important to, like, the story and, like, maybe could, like, add into, like, a theory or something, please let us know because I didn't watch either of them. Yeah. Sorry. So the Commandant is like, I like K.O. Kelly because he's also a boxer like me. And I'm like, so is Archie. Do, are you looking at what he he's owns? He's right there. Um, so literally <laughs> owns a gym. You're standing in it. He's a boxer it's not like a boxing me. ring. You're in a boxing <laughs> ring. So Veronica says, oh, why don't we have a boxing match here? And Archie will definitely, like, you know K.O. Kelly. You know him. You know what he looks like. And you're like, yeah, let's have this guy punch my boyfriend. Well, does she say that before or after? I think she says that before she knows it's K.O. Kelly. Well, I, does she? Because in my notes, I have the K.O. Kelly oh. stuff first. But maybe maybe you're right, because now I talk about his name a little bit more in my notes. Mm. So you might be right. But I was like, does he have a real name? Like, they're legally talking about him being named K.O. Yes, and that's his name. Like, it stands, <laughs> it usually stands for knockout, which yeah. is why it's a funny name for a boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, is that what his actual name is? I couldn't find it. Keith. Let's give, yeah. Damn it. I was going to say let's give him a name and then I was going to call him Keith. <laughs> Kelly Osborne. Duh. Duh. Kelly Osborne Kelly. <laughs> Kevin. I don't have a second one. Okay. Keith. Um, yeah. My next one was why does Veronica keep talking to professionals like this? Uh, it's like she <laughs> forgot how to be an adult. She's literally like, OMG, he's dating my BFF, Katie Keene. And I, I don't know. If I was the commandant, I'd be like, I know too much about the dating lives of these people. Mm-hmm. Like, That's he's me like, watching Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> so later, Veronica talks about how she booked them the presidential suite at the Five Seasons for after. Um, yikes. I guess she straight up just didn't go. Yeah. The way I would have gone anyway and like. Yeah. Oh, just run myself a giant bubble bath Mm -hmm. and like run up my own room service bill. Yeah. So KO comes into Pops and they get introduced to each other. Um, and he's like, "Oh my God, are we even in the same weight class?" And Archie's like, "Actually, okay, I'm a I'm bigger than I look guy." And I'm like, "Are you?" He wasn't though, just for the record. Because here's because here's the thing: you can say, "Hey, I'm heavier than I look," because. I can't figure out your weight based on looking at you. Or tougher. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when you say I'm bigger than I look, no, when I look at you, I can see how big you are. Like, are you talking about (laughs) your penis? (laughs) (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) Thanks. Get back to us about this. Great. So Archie is letting KO stay with him and is letting him train at El Royale, which is very nice of him. Um, Later, Keller talks about how he's worried for Archie and he's like, okay, here's what you need to do. You got to freak him out mentally. Okay. (laughs) Here's my thing. (laughs) You know what freaks out straight men? Flirting. Gay stuff. Yeah, I was going to say just anything gay. Here's what you do, Archie. Unless you're not a toxic straight man. Right. And then maybe I like you. Yeah. (laughs) Here's what Archie (laughs) should have done. Okay. Instead of being like, hey, want to see how freaking heckin' strong I am. He should have just been like, hey, you want to get out of here? <laughs> hey. Or, or, like, or just, or just like, and... walk up really close to him like, yeah. you smell nice. Yeah, or like, <laughs> straight up try and kiss him. Yeah, but then, straight up. no, but then you know what? Then that's just weaponizing, like, gay stuff mm-hmm. as a threat, and then I don't like it. But here's the thing. Then, in the ring, K.O. Kelly, he started developing feelings. Now he can't punch <laughs> Archie. <laughs> 
like consensual. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah. just sitting here and like I'm into it. We're just we we are just we are just standing in front of a Riverdale asking for gay Archie. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing about our podcast: if you haven't listened to it before, we all think Archie's gay. Yeah, <laughs> and then we haven't recorded since that TikTok came out. Yeah, have we. Well, yeah. So we learned. Um, I don't know how we didn't know this, but like Ras, who uh, Roberto Aguar Sacasa uh, wrote this play um, about like the Archie comics like forever ago yeah. in which like Jughead and Archie I think were gay yeah. together or whatever um and he got like a cease and desist, cease and desist from Archie, from Archie comics. comics um and then like true uh long con Dwala. yeah underdog story mm-hmm. um then he became the showrunner of Riverdale so sorry if we got if I got any of those details wrong um I'm just like trying to remember it from this one TikTok that I saw like two months ago I feel mm-hmm. like you got the gist of it yeah. which was basically yeah. he said Archie gay and then Archie said no and then, and then now he maybe has the opportunity to actually make Archie gay so I truly believe that Rass's end game is Archie dating a man Rass. Sir, you're gay yourself. This is what Rass wants, and I believe it in myself. We, we it's what he it. wants. It's what we want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, bisexual, gay, just Archie with a man. That's what I want. Go back and, and look at the way that Archie looked at Mad Dog. Go back. Like, it's I don't think KJ even knew what he was doing, but I hope that he kind of did. Yeah. Marchie, mm-hmm. Veronica, Ace Jughead, Endgame. Endgame. Thank you. Yeah. Swangs, please. Swangs. Swangs. Well, it's called Swangs, but I always call it SPF. Also, Shona and Dallas, obviously, because the god tier shit. Um, so Archie is smaller than him, but stronger. K.O. Kelly says that he's been punching bags since he was a baby. What? I sincerely Um, doubt it, sir. Dude, no. You were a weird baby. (laughs) I know it's a hyperbole, but this show doesn't do hyperbole. Yeah, but like, here's the thing. Imagine like watching a baby punch them and being like, I can do it. And you're like, what? What's up with this baby? That baby was uh, punching bags and that one fourth grader dropped out of school to run drugs for his yeah. Um So they're like, okay, well, let's do let's do a bet. And Veronica, apparently, I don't know why he's bringing up Veronica, but he's like, Veronica's not allowed to bet on our actual match. Um, and if she, she did, she would have lost. <laughs> and if she did, she would have lost. But like, let's have a little bet ourselves. I don't know what Archie won. Yeah. But Did whatever. Archie win anything? Well, he won the bet because he, the he was... That's it. Um, so they basically have a montage of them proving that Archie has more endurance than them. And they all go to the steam room together five feet apart because they're not gay. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is my next note. I truly believe that Rass's endgame is gay Archie. I, I don't be a coward. You know, don't be a, do don't it. Don't be a coward. Do it. Do it. Pull the trigger, Piglet. Yeah. Um, and then they talk about what their like boxer names are. <laughs> oh, um, is that cool? And K.O. Kelly's boxer name is the heavyweight heartbreaker. Mm. You already had a boxer name. It's K.O. Kelly. Yeah. Also, a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. A lot. That's like two, that's four syllables. Archie's, two syllables. Red Hope. Catch me crying. That's, that's adorable. Yeah. I like that. That is very sweet. One, mm-hmm. I loved it. When I saw that on the like poster that they posted, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cry right now. Robin like, immediately bursting into tears. Yeah. K.O. Kelly's name is already a boxing name. Yeah. Why do you need a boxing name? <laughs> Your name is Knockout. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then Archie tells him that. <laughs> Archie tells him that his ass is grass. Literally, that that's what he says. He says, your ass is grass. The only time I've ever heard that is when Tina said it on Bob's Burgers. <laughs> your ass is grass and I'm going to mow it. And yeah. I was like, but that's always in a situation where you're all kind of like half attracted to the yeah. person. Yeah. Oh, 
Because Archie's half attracted to K.O. Yeah, Billy. Yeah, because Tina says it to Jimmy Jr. I think that Archie's attracted to anybody who will punch him in the face because that's what happened <laughs> with Monroe. Thank you. So correct. you're saying Archie is a bottom. Yeah, Those aren't the words yeah. I use, but if you want to interpret it that way, you can. Robin's like, I didn't say it. You said it. Yeah. I didn't say it. I'm not going to disagree, but I didn't say it. <laughs> so K.O. Kelly super didn't even know about the speakeasy. They go to the speakeasy. Veronica speaks some French because, wow, she's so fancy. Um, and she's like, in honor of my friend, K.O. Kelly, I'm going to sing a song for Archie. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know how awkward it is to just sit there and have someone sing at you? Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to Also, die. don't make eye contact with Also, me. like, it wasn't, like, it was, if it had been like a showy, like, number that she normally does at the yeah. speakeasy, I would have been like, oh, this is fun. Everyone's having a great time. Yeah. They're, they're laughing. They're drinking mocktails and like having it. No, it's this weird intimate song that your boyfriend wrote for another woman and you're, you look like a clown. Yeah. If I was like at the table next to it, I'd be like looking over at Betty and Archie and being like, uh, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think that what might Like how did Jughead not like, mm -hmm. literally, Jughead and K.O. Kelly are fully oblivious the entire time. Yeah. But like. I think what must have happened is that Veronica was being a good performer and performing not just to Archie and performing to the rest of the crowd as well because Betty and Archie looking at each other like that is very obvious. It's very obvious. So she must just not have seen it. So she talks about K.O. Kelly and Jughead like goes and like pats him on the back. You don't know him like that. You don't know anyone like, like that. You met him tonight. Except for like maybe Archie. Like in season one when he's like, I have two friends. Betty and Archie and that's it. You know? I think that those two actors know each other. Oh, yeah, like they, yeah, but like, uh, it, it was weird because yeah. Jughead doesn't do that to people. No. A anyway. Oh, yeah, my next note is just, uh, Veronica, you really said Archiekins on stage <laughs> huh? in front of people. Really? Okay. She's just really just dropping them tonight. <laughs> so she sings Carry the Torch and Betty's face is so good. Lily is just Lily's, so good. Like, above and beyond her face acting is just miles ahead of everyone else. If I'm Betty, I'm thinking that Archie told Veronica that this song was for Veronica. Yeah. Yeah. Fully. Like, that's what it looks like on her face. Yeah. That Archie, like, said, like, told Veronica that it was for Veronica. Because mm -hmm. that's all that, that makes sense, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, when they're leaving, Archie doesn't say I love you <laughs> when he leaves. Um, and then he's like, okay, love you, I guess. Bye. They talk about how Archie missed the boat on college. Oh, this is uh, when he's, like, having a sleepover with, uh, with K.O. Kelly. With um, his new boyfriend. Yeah. So, Archie <laughs> talks about how he missed the boat on college, which is why he's auditioning for the Naval Academy. What's it called? Not auditioning. Interviewing? Sure. It's auditioning. Applying? Applying, Yeah. No, I'm auditioning. A, I'm an can actor. Tell, I was going to say, can you tell Robin went to theater school? So yeah, he missed the boat on college um, because he was running from the law or a bear or anything, you know? Yep. Um, All of the above. A bear. So he thinks maybe the Naval Academy is a good place to start over. K.O. Kelly says that Varchi is endgame. And I'm like, well, who... <laughs> Like, do other people say that colloquially like, now? No, is I think... Is it just that everyone is saying it so much to get me to forget that Kevin said Barchi is Endgame in the yeah. pilot? Because I haven't forgotten. Here's the thing. The only person I think that says Endgame in the actual episode is Mary when she says smile and say Endgame. Everything else is just me paraphrasing what other people are saying. Mm, okay, fair um, So, yeah, he's really confiding in this random dude who's going to beat him up tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So he said that he's worried that he's holding Veronica back and he's like, whatever, the girls decide if we're holding them back, not us. 
And I'm like, that's not what how it works. Um, Okay, but if you are holding them back, you should probably do something about it. And Archie does, but not in a good way. Yeah, my next note is just like, what if the girl is making a bad decision? You know, it's not always <laughs> like, completely up to her. Like, Veronica almost makes a bad decision. Yeah. Also, why isn't he sleeping on the couch? Like, and also, don't you have a guest room? Like, why Why are you? You're not friends yet. No. You know, like, why is he sleeping in your room? It's weird. Oh, also, is Brooke living here now? I think I yes. hope so. Like, is Mary, Mary's definitely living there. Mm-hmm. But I just, like, I don't know if Brooke is, like, just, like, traveling or oh, if Brooke is, is actually living there now. I don't know. Um, okay, so now it's fight time. Uh, Brooke came with Mary to watch, which is really lovely. Um, Veronica, Reggie, Kevin, and Fangs are also there. Um, in the other storyline, Kevin, like, got helped Betty with something and then straight up didn't show up to that and just, like, came yep. to this instead, which I respect the heck out of because this is a way less dangerous thing to be at. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary has, like, a really hard time watching Archie get beat up, which I totally get. Oh, fully. Um, As a mom, like, that would be so hard to watch. Basically, the fight happens. The rounds go to KO and then Archie and then ultimately KO. So KO wins. Mm -hmm. Um, They hug anyway, which is sweet. And um, the commandant basically says, hey, you should uh, apply again in the fall. Um, And Archie's like, no, I hate you. Archie turned. You're not my dad. Yeah, but like, what was that about? I don't know. Like, Archie, don't burn bridges, man. Like, he turned on that really fast. And I'm like, I understand, like, if I were Archie and I went through all of that and I didn't get in, I would be angry. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would reflexively say, no, I don't want to get in. But if someone said, don't burn that bridge, like, right in front mm-hmm. of me, I would be like, oh, shoot. You're okay, right. sure. Yeah. Fine, like, I appreciate the shot that you gave Yeah, right. And also, like, Brooke is right there. And I bet Brooke is part of the reason why Archie got this, like, opportunity. So, like, when Mary says, Archie, don't be disrespectful, she's also being like, you're making Brooke look bad because she vouched for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's odd. It's like, it makes me think this, and I feel like this is pretty obvious, Mm -hmm. this was never what Archie wanted to do. He's Mm -hmm. just trying to run from thing to thing to get away from how he feels about Betty. Here's the thing. I know that this isn't part of the show yet, but we've seen some, like, spoilery type things about the people who they've been casting mm-hmm. for the time jump, including like Veronica's husband mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and then there was a guy I think that was cast that was like supposed to be Archie's friend from the Naval Academy. So it feels like maybe he did end up applying later. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then I think there are some theories that Betty and Archie are both going to be like teaching at Riverdale High. So maybe Aww. Archie's like the coach or a phys ed teacher or something. I don't know. I think that that's just Twitter stuff though. So yeah, the commandant calls him son and Archie's like, I'm not your son. Call me son. <laughs> call me son one more time. And like, here's the thing. You can hate the fact that he called you son, but you shouldn't be mean. Like, don't say that to his face. Again, it's not this Naval Academy guy's fault that KO won the fight. Yeah. No, but I well, feel like I mean, that's also is... a trigger for Archie because, like, his dad yeah. is dead. Oh, no, oh, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it is, like, he was, the Commandant was the one who chose the tiebreaker, though. So it, like, kind of was. And also, the Commandant knows that Archie's dad is dead, but he might have just said son colloquially, and then after char- uh, after Archie was like, I'm, you're like, don't call me son. He probably, he probably was like, ooh, yeah. yikes, you're right. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, Veronica talks to him later and says that she feels bad for suggesting the fight. Um, he talks about how he felt like the Naval Academy was his only option. And she's like, okay, let's just not go to prom. And Archie, like, wants to go. So, no, <laughs> you're not going to do that. Archie comes to the Pembroke to pick up Veronica. 
Um, Hiram offers him like the deputy mayor job to oversee community outreach, which I think is great. I was excited about this and I, I'm sad it's not going to happen. Um, Mary and Brooke are also here to like take pictures with them. Um, please give them more screen time. I like that they're in the background, but like, can we get more on them? Please? Exactly. Like, hello. These are like two older gay women. Mm -hmm. We never get that. Mm -hmm. No. Everyone else is using very old cameras. And that's the thing with Riverdale is that they use a lot of old technology. But you know who I respect? Hermione Lodge, who uses her iPhone. Yeah, she was like, I'm not putting up with that crap. <laughs> so she says, smile and say endgame. Okay, whatever. All right, okay. <laughs> sure. Um, it's funny because now you look at the amount of times that people have said endgame and it's like Mary and Veronica are on the top. Mary, oh, why sure. why she keep saying <laughs> Who taught Mary Endgame? <laughs> so they're at the prom now, and Veronica calls Archie lover again. Here's the thing. Feel free to say my lover when talking about him, but it's not a pet name. It what, makes if I, what if I just started calling Sam lover? Yeah. Here's the thing. If I would you not said, respond. If I you, know. If you said Red to me, at 752. <laughs> if you said to me, Sam is my lover, okay. But kind don't be a bummer, but like Yeah. <laughs> whatever. But like Calling her lover as a name? That's weird. It's very weird. <laughs> Outside the song Lover by Taylor Swift. Yeah. And meat lovers on a pizza. Mm -hmm. um, don't use Don't it. use that Don't. Word. But here's the thing. Even in Lover by Taylor Swift, she's saying, you're my lover. She's not saying, hello, lover. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like she's, anyway. So Veronica says that she's going to defer Barnard for a year to be with Archie. This is literally the storyline, like one of the storylines in High School Musical 3. Archie, <laughs> Archie was so Troy from High School Musical 1 in season one. Yep. And he finally got away from that. And then Veronica comes in and says, I'm going to be Gabriella in High School Musical 3. Gabriella learned better. Ver Don't tell me Veronica hasn't seen High School Musical 3. I won't believe it. <laughs> She's she seen has. it. She 100% has seen it. Basically, what happens in High School Musical 3, if you're not aware, first of all, they're all on Disney+. Plus. You should see them. They hold up. Not all Disney <laughs> musicals <laughs> hold up. For example, don't watch Camp Rock. It's bad now. Um, <laughs> I, I love the Jonas Brothers more than the next person. True. But Camp Rock is not good. <laughs> it does not hold up at all. But High School Musical, those ones hold up. Anyway, what happens in High School Musical 3, if you don't know, is that Gabriella gets a really big like scholarship and gets to go to Stanford early, but she almost basically does the exact same thing, defers going to Stanford for a year um, so that she can stay with Troy. And Troy, just like Archie, is not about that and does not want to hear that, you know? You can't, yeah. I, and like, don't defer your education for a man. Yeah. No. As a kid, you're like, Gabriella, come on. Yeah, you're right, Gabriella. You know, romance or whatever. As an adult, you watch it and you're like, don't you dare do this. Yeah, don't no. you dare. So basically, Veronica's doing exactly what Gabriella was going to do in High School Musical 3. Troy wouldn't let her do that, and neither would Archie. And I like that that makes Betty Taylor, um, who also was like, don't do that. And yeah. I, I totally believe that Betty would be like, don't, don't do, do that. that. Can you imagine Betty yeah. hearing about that? Like, Veronica she runs the idea that. past Betty, and she's like, no, you're not. No, absolutely not. No. At that point, Betty would tell Veronica that she kissed Archie. Yeah, true. Like, here's the thing. Archie is totally right for getting her to not do that, but not like this. And not at prom. Not at prom. Yeah. Oh, buddy. So Y'all picked the wrong place to have a conversation. Yeah, he talks about how he feels like he's holding her back, just like he said, and he's literally holding, now he's got actual evidence that he's totally holding mm -hmm. her back. Yep. So he tells her that he wrote the song for Betty and that they kissed during Hedwig. Later they say that Jughead doesn't know and they decide not to tell him so that they don't get messed up. 
But if I were Veronica, I would immediately tell Joe. Oh my god, 100%. I would have been like, I'm snitching. Yeah, totally. Like, maybe not at prom, because that sucked for her. Yeah, that made me really sad that, like, Archie was like, I'm gonna take my opportunity right now. And I'm like, it's the most magical night for her. Mm -hmm. And you just ruined it. It's also, like, it's very... It's extremely big of Veronica not to go and turn around and do that to Mm -hmm. Betty and Jughead. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Betty didn't even tell her, and Betty's her best friend. Exactly. Oh, that's another thing I have, is that um, she probably feels extremely betrayed by Betty as well. Yeah. So, later they talk about how they're just going to go their separate ways after graduation, um, and that she will go to college now, which is, like, I guess his plan worked then. Like, you know, that's what he wanted, and that's what I want. Yeah. (laughs) But, God, at what cost? Her literal mental health. So, she tells Hermione, and I wonder if Hermione will tell Alice so that Mm. you know i'm just trying to figure out how betty is gonna find out you know how veronica is going to confront betty at some point you know right um so i wonder if maybe alice will confront betty about it or something and she's gonna be like at first i ruined my chance with the jones man and now you're going in and ruining your chance with the jones man don't do that is it weird that i'm dating his dad yes but i don't see how happy <laughs> i see how happy you are and i don't want you to ruin it um, like don't you see how happy i am don't you want to be that yeah. happy with jughead so hiram's also there and he hears it so obviously archie is not going to get that job now um and hiram is also really violent now so i'm wondering if maybe hiram's gonna try and like hurt archie oh yeah he's breaking his legs for sure <laughs> oh yeah he totally is so lastly archie gets home and there's another video on his doorstep um, God, I just like every time we get a video, it's it's shot in like a secluded place. Mm-hmm. But this video was shot in Pops. Yeah. Like it was shot oh in Oh my God, it totally was. It was shot in Pops. Isn't it a 24 hour diner? Like where is Pop? Knocked out. I Like, okay, so I wonder like what you think next episode they're going to go to Pops and, and Pop's going to be like, whoa, what happened? You I mean, think? it could just be a really elaborate mm-hmm. set, but like. So they have dye in the background, like, instead of diner. And I mean, that's, like, similar to the promotional photos that we've had for the past few seasons. That was which cool. I think is cool. I mean, Pop can't work 24 mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. So, like, all you have to do is, like, go on shift when either you can pay someone off to, like, not look. Yeah. Or go in when I just, like, knock out. <laughs> so yeah. working. Well, here's the thing is that, like, that's Veronica's place of work. Like, she owns that business. And mm-hmm. if Archie was still with Veronica... Then maybe he would show her and she'd be able to kind of like do something about that. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that Veronica doesn't have cameras, like security cameras. Mm-hmm. Wait, don't they literally have, didn't we see pop security cameras when the whole thing went down? Well, that was my question is like, I I, rem- I don't think so. And that's the thing is I, I can't remember if Keller said something like, oh, they don't exist or they don't, they malfunctioned or something. But I don't think that they had video of it. Because that's the thing is that like the person who was making this video knew that Archie had his hand bandaged and it's even on the correct hand. Yeah. And like, I was like, there can't be a video of this, right? Like security footage or something. The only people who were actually there were Hal, Archie, Fred, and Pop. Two of those people are dead and it's not Archie. And Pop? I don't think Pop Tate, I, I genuinely think Pop Tate, as always, is a red herring. Yeah, but we know that's, that a different Tate, like Tabitha Tate, his like, uh, niece or, or something like that is coming in. So maybe it's pop. It's no. pop, you guys. Wait, if it, okay. So we've got the oddball theories right now, which yeah. is Jelly Bean via our friend Dave, who yeah. is An just icon. such a good man. Yeah. And then, um, Hermosa, we thought. Hermosa, but then, like, they haven't even brought her up. Yeah. So maybe not. And now Pop Tate. Pop Tate. Okay. <laughs> pop Tate, he's a murderer. You know what? Riverdale would, though. They'd be like, this is a beloved comics icon. Yeah. 
He kills people. <laughs> <laughs> and makes video. He doesn't kill people. He just makes videos about yeah. killing. No people. one's dead yet. Question mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in the other storyline, in the Bughead storyline, Betty brings up the Black Hood to Blue Velvet David, and so I'm wondering if maybe Betty bringing up the Black Hood like kind of gave if it's David like an idea to or like if that oh. if the auteur was at the rave which he was, maybe he saw Hal's video and, like, thought, okay, let's do Black Hood next. What do we do next? Mm. And then it's, like, then it's a matter of getting hold of that tape Mm -hmm. because, obviously, Pop has surveillance, and so it's, like... Well, does he? That's the thing. My thing is, like, at this point, the only person who has all this information is Charles. Yeah. But Charles was surprised to learn about Jughead's book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, is that we're going to talk about this in, like, pretty much immediately in the other storyline, but, like, they're like, what? No one else knew about it. You had printed pages everywhere. (laughs) You nutball. Whenever they're like, no one knows about this, I'm like, there's 30 copies of everything you've done. (laughs) And, by the way, you're writing a book about all of it. Yeah. Someone (laughs) just needs your laptop. Yeah. You admit to all your crimes in the book. Yeah. Um, before we move on to the big Bughead storyline, we're going to talk a little bit about Patreon. What? So Patreon is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. Wow, if we're one of your favorite creators, then we have some information for you. And I think some of this information might be kind of new because we haven't like posted on this feed for a while. Um, But uh, if you help us out at any tier, starting at $1, you get early access to all of the podcasts and weekly podcasts like this are really good for that. Um, as well as all of our other podcasts uh, go out a whole week in advance. Um, So a lot of people think that it's really worth it for that. Um, But at $5 or more, you get 10% off at shoppylux.com. Brittany makes resin art and stickers over there. um, And I make phantom embroidery. I have the core four, um, snake parents, Shoney. I think that's all I have. I love your, Shoney was one of, Tony was one of your first designs ever. Tony was yeah. my first design ever. Um, If someone were to buy a Tony, I would be revamping that entire, like, um, uh, that entire design because it was my first one. And yeah. so it's not like quite up to my caliber yet, but I appreciate the fact that my friend Casey, I, I made it for my friend Casey's Casey birthday girl. last year and uh, she should be really happy to know that it was one of High Birdie's very first, uh, like, official yeah. yeah. Some so. people, when they went into quarantine, did other things. Robin and I decided to start businesses. Yes. And so far, it's going pretty well, Yeah. Yeah. But if you wanted to give me that opportunity, I would really appreciate it if someone wanted to buy a Tony or, also, or a Shoney. Also, listen, be great. everyone listen to me. If you like snake parents, please buy her snake parents embroidery so that I don't have to hear every single time, why is no one buying these? Here's the thing, is that lately I've been getting a lot of custom orders, which I appreciate so much. And so a lot of the designs that I post um, are things that have already sold. Mm -hmm. Um, But I made FP and Alice for myself just to like have them. Um, and no one's bought them. And so they just sit in my drawer and I just feel like they deserve better. So if it's you true. if you would like my Snake Parents embroideries, I, I think I discounted them because mm-hmm. they're just sitting in my drawer. So you'd be getting them for less, I think. And they're Please really do. cute. They're Thanks. so cute. I think they are. So that'd be great if, if you would. But anyway. Moving on. Also, I'm going to have a link in the description completely away from Patreon. If you go on uh, at this link, we have... 
aficionado stickers still available. We have a sticker that is our logo, but hollow. It has like holographic stuff. Yep. Um, an OK Love You Bye sticker. And I like Brooding Antiheroes and Feminist Agenda sticker. And then one for also Brittany and Sam's like thing that they say at the beginning of every podcast in their bio. And they're all really cute. And we actually, we I think we have like five sticker packs left. Mm-hmm. And then we're also selling them individually. So if you only want the hollow sticker or whatever, you can also get that. But I spent so much money on them uh, and I'm trying to slowly make it back. Um, So if you would like to buy some stickers, please do. And um, free shipping because it's just a stamp. So we'll give you free shipping. You're just paying for uh, for the sticker and that's it. Um, We would really appreciate that. Uh, So we're going to move on to Bughead now. All right. So obviously I did the summary for the Bughead storyline. What? All right. Here we go. Coming straight off the end of Killing Mr. Honey, Jughead and Betty tell Charles about whatever random crap they stumbled into once again. (laughs) David from the Blue Velvet is saying he doesn't know anything, so they go to see Brett, who tells him to give David a scary video to get into his, like, club. They recruit Cheryl and Reggie to perform a fake snuff film so that maybe he'll let them in. He knows Jughead, so they get Kevin to go in with Betty. David can totally tell that it's fake. Betty thought that might be the case, so she offers him that old home video that Hal showed them at the end of season two of his mom grooming him to become a serial killer. David's like, whoa, is that the real Black Hood? And Betty's like, yeah. Later, Betty goes into this weird rave slash film festival thing and lets Jughead in the back. They go around trying to find the auteur. Everyone's wearing creepy masks, but not the kind that they are looking for. They see someone in an owl mask holding a video camera. That must be him. They go running toward him and find Jellybean? They lose the owl guy, so they go to Pops with Jellybean, who says she was only there because Lauren from Soccer's brother (laughs) took them. Suspicious. Betty and Jughead get dressed for prom in the same house. And FP and Alice are chaperoning. At the dance, various... Is Jellybean just at home alone then, I guess? No, she's uh, creating another Artur <laughs> That Hey, wait a second. That's maybe is another another piece is that everybody else was at prom except for Jellybean. Jellybean could have been doing the live stream. Yep. She could have been there. Anyway, at the dance, various relationship drama goes down, but more importantly, the auteur hijacks the projector and starts showing the creepy video of them in the mask. Now, they're not killing Mr. Honey, who, by the way, was totally fine. They're killing David from the video store. He's nowhere to be found, so who knows if he's okay. But they run to the cabin, and he's gone once again. Mm. Also, I keep using he because they keep using he, which is why I think it's a she. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they keep using he. Big uh, Jurassic Park misgendering the dinosaurs mm. energy. Mm. Um. So yeah, like I said, Mr. Honey was fine this Very entire deep. time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's he's fine. Yeah. He's um, just... Like Mr. <laughs> He's recovering from his skin graft. Like, I really feel like Mr. Honey got that call and was like, what now? Are you kidding? Please, Someone's please. trying to kill me now? So why? Leave me alone. Um, so Charles shows up and he needs his kid siblings to break everything down for him. <laughs> um, they talk about how they are now doing a metaphoric murder um, of them getting him fired, which is like, great, but it's more likely that they're actually just recreating Jughead's story. Yeah. Um, and Jughead's like, oh my god, me and Betty were the only ones who knew about it, but yeah, like, you left printed pages everywhere. They find ticket stubs, um, that say BV, and Betty's like, oh my god, Betty and Veronica? Not everything (laughs) is about you, Betty. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's actually for Blue Velvet. So David must be connected to the auteur. However, when they go and interrogate him, he's just making movie quotes, apparently. (laughs) I, I, this whole storyline, I'm just like, end. (laughs) (laughs) And not, and not in like a, not in like a bad way, but just like, tell me the end. I I need to know. It's been, it's been over a year. It's been over a year. I'm like, I'm, I'm ready for the next storyline. Give me the sentient ghost truck. I am so ready for that Big Mac truck. (laughs) 
Um, oh, I hate it. So he says that he's never seen those tickets before. And they're talking about like, maybe he might not be making the videos, but he might be making money off of them, which I think is true. I think that's also true. I don't think that he has the resources to be doing all of this. And I'm like, it's obviously a group of people because they're all reenacting. Yeah, and they're so like isn't just the ravers. People. And they're also all like clearly older than Jellybean. So if Jellybean's behind this, I think it's partially that she's part of Lauren from Soccer's Brothers thing. Yeah, like, it must be their soccer team or something. Lauren from Soccer's brother is the one who's extra sus to me right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because clearly he goes to these raves. He's on the email list. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, So Betty goes to ask Miss Bell if she made the video. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. Girl, no. And it makes sense that Miss Bell would feel accused about this. She's like, are you accusing me? And Betty's like, no, I'm just asking. And I'm like, that's accusing when it's a crime. (laughs) Because she then goes on to say, are you accusing me of extreme, extremely specific thing? And Betty's like, no. And I'm like, but this is really specific. Yeah. So Mr. Weatherby is back. He still doesn't have a left pinky, but he's here now. (laughs) R.I.P. Neither of them had luck with Miss Bell or David. Um, so they're like, let's go talk to Brett. And I was wondering if Brett is in the same prison as Chick. He's clearly in the same prison as <laughs> War Baby, who I didn't expect to. <laughs> Whenever they bring up War Baby, I never expect to hear about, hear about him. <laughs> you know, it's just exciting. Yeah. I'm just wondering if Brett and Chick are hanging out. Also, are they boyfriends yet? Well, Chick's apparently still dating Charles, which we still haven't gotten the which makes Brett resolution of. I'm gonna need right? you. To, <laughs> I, I'm gonna need you to stop reminding me of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that like they're they still have not given us any resolution, and they also haven't talked about it since. Like, yep. I'm like, are we just gonna forget about it? Like, in the next two episodes, are you gonna tell me if Charles is evil or not? I really hope he's good because I wrote a fan fiction, and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to make it a super AU <laughs> if he's actually evil. I am absolutely thrilled to see this sick, twisted piece of crap. I think. I remember I I hated him so much in the first half of season four, but he really grew on me in the last <laughs> in, in the back half because he started. I felt like he started having fun with it. He stopped taking himself seriously. Yeah, and and he got in on the joke. Exactly. As an actor, you cannot take yourself seriously and be on Riverdale. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just absolutely thrilled to see Brett. Um, he's a terrible person though. It, I it's like I I I'm excited to see him in the same way that I'm excited when I'm excited to see Chick when we get to see Chick. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> Jughead's like, hey, Brett, you sold your tapes, your sex tapes to Blue Velvet. And I just feel like Sean Deppner is probably like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this is, uh, this is my job. Yep, that happened. Yep. But also, sure. like, Brett doesn't even deny it. He's just like, yeah, I did that. He's yeah. like, and? And that's why I'm here. Brett knows David, um, but he's like, but why should I tell you? what ha- What's happening? Um, and Jughead, like, threatens him with Bodily a good time with War Baby, basically. Um, and Brett is actually clearly super afraid of War Baby. I just can't believe that we're still talking about War Baby in this year, 2021. I, <laughs> I, I just didn't see it it's coming. It's the way I forgot about War Baby. Yeah. Fully. Um, he says that War Baby hates preppies. And I'm like, is that true or are you just saying that? It feels like you're just saying that because I don't think you actually know War Baby very well. Yeah. <laughs> So he talks about David's like weird film festivals and how you can get on the list by bringing him a tape. Um, so they're like, okay, let's make a snuff film. We can borrow, <laughs> we can borrow equipment from the AV club. Use your iPhones. Use your iPhones. Like you, please you have it. Robert brought this up earlier, and I wondered if it was like part of the application to have it on tape. Yeah, but yeah, I can't. I like, can't tell you. Like it is. Like she gives him tapes. Yeah, but. 
I just use your phones, God. <laughs> so they say that they need a brute and a scream queen. Um, Cheryl says that she doesn't want to do it, and Betty's like, "Oh, Cheryl, we're not actually killing you." Um, <laughs> I, I, Cheryl's like, "Phew." <laughs> I I think that Cheryl knew that she wasn't actually getting murdered. She just didn't want to help. Um, but it makes me laugh that Betty thought that Cheryl thought that she was actually getting murdered, and Cheryl was like, "Thanks for asking, but no." <laughs> Cheryl was like, mm, yeah, I'm not risking my life for you idiots. I appreciate being included, but pass. Yeah. So Betty's like, well, we're trying to get rid of the auteur. And she's like, okay, fine, I'll help. So the story of the film is girl meets boy. He's going to make her a star. And then boy kills girl. American Born. Yeah. yeah. Cla- classic. So she needs a wig because she doesn't want people to recognize her. My thing is that like Reggie has a full like face mask on, like a full thing. So you can't even, you can hardly tell who he is. Yeah. Cheryl's just wearing a wig. The Blossoms are infamous. This is a small town. David should be like, mm, that's no, Cheryl that's Cheryl Blossom. Blossom. And Cheryl is like stunningly <laughs> that's just Cheryl beautiful. Blossom. Yeah, that's just Cheryl Blossom. Uh, and she's not dead, so this is fake. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, where did y'all get these props? Because they're terrifying. And they're also so the costume. Yeah, like, where like, did they Oh rate? my god. I, I have no idea. When they posted, like, pictures of them, um, like months ago mm-hmm. on Instagram and stuff. I thought this was a Halloween episode. Yeah. But Jughead says that Reggie's going to kill you in a brutally exploitative way. I'm uncomfortable. But, I'm like, okay. And like, then they show the clip and he, it, it's, it's not stabbing. It's just stabbing. So yeah, okay. they're like, it's really exploitive. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, and then Betty holds up a knife and ma'am, that looks like a real knife. Uh, yes. <laughs> what does she have? A knife. So they put the video on a tape and they ask Kev to go in instead of Jughead. Um, David would recognize Jughead because he was there when the FBI raided the store. Whoops. Duh. And I was laughing today doing my notes because I was like, like, Cole says it in such a deadpan way that's like, ugh, I can't go in because I was there when the FBI raided it. I can't (laughs) go in and give my snuff film because, like, sorry, (laughs) what? I that's oh, what that's God. like one of those moments when you realize what show you're watching. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Cool hated being on Sweet Life. I finally just finished watching Sweet Life. I watched Sweet Life on. Uh, I watched Sweet Life with Zach and Cody. I watched Sweet Life on deck, and I watched the Sweet Life movie. And I know that Cole Sprouse didn't enjoy, at, at least going to like to the end there, didn't enjoy being on you Sweet Life. You could tell. Yeah, and he specifically like in a recent interview was like, I would never do a Sweet Life reboot. But I hope he loves being here. He's doing just as stupid things. But, like, in, like, He's a more mature big. way, I yeah. guess. And, God, I hope he likes being here because I don't want him to ever leave. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you, skeet. Yep. So, Kevin goes, well, I'll do it because you had me at snuff film. Kevin? What does what? that mean? What does that mean? What, sir? What does that mean? So, Betty's like, uh, well, just in case it doesn't work, I'll grab a backup at my house. Okay. I, li- I genuinely thought she was going to be make a second copy of the tape yeah, when yeah. she said this line. And I was like, okay. Sure. Yeah. If you need one. And then we get to the scene, it's like, uh. So here's the thing. When we go to the rave, we see that we've got sex tapes. We've got uh, tickling videos. Yeah. We've got the auteur stuff. We've got Hal's video, right? We've got people tied up against a tree getting beat up. Yeah. So they come in and David says, you look familiar to me. Have you ever been in here? And they're like, no. I realized that David, who sees all the videos before they show Uh David has seen Kevin's tickling video and has seen Betty's sex tape. That's like, that literally was the only thing I was thinking about during that scene is he's seen all of these people naked. And that's how he 
recognizes them. Yep. I feel so bad for Betty because multiple people in this episode have seen her sex tape, and that's without humiliating. Her yeah. And at least Kevin is like, yeah, this is being like published. Somewhere. Yeah, Kevin was like, I know what I'm doing, and I'm yeah. like, are you 18? But like, you're not naked, and it's just tickling. Yeah. Right. But oh my god, remember the tickle? God. Oh my god. Ticklegate is what he called it once. I literally just said, well, it's just tickling. Mm -hmm. I hate, I hate Riverdale. (laughs) I hate Riverdale. So Betty talks about a classmate of hers from prep school told her about it. Um, So I think she's pretending that she went to school with Brett. And Mm. they say that she, that they saw this video at a party. Um, So here you go. And David is like, yeah, this is fake. Um, and I'm like, yeah, because Reggie walks right in front of the camera as he kills her. If you're making a snuff film, you want people to see the the death. Exactly. So it makes they sense that he would like, know. Why didn't he, like, slide up behind her and be like... <sighs> yeah. Like, wh- why did they do such a poor job? Eh. Was the was the end game always to, to submit the Howl tape? Yes. Like, I don't if, think so. If you had the Howl tape, why didn't you just go for that? Like, here's the thing. Jughead's like, this is good. He'll believe this. And Betty's like, uh, no. Well. No. So that's why she brings the backup. Oh, it's just so weird. So the backup is Hal's home video that we saw at the end of season two. Um, he's like, oh my God, it's the Black Hood. Can I sc- screen this at my, quote, film festival slash rave? Film festival. What a show. <laughs> um, and Betty's like, yeah, but I want to come. So she goes to the rave and the guy who's letting her in calls it the film society, which like that, sure, that's what it is. <laughs> what film society? Her movie is playing in 317. So here's my thing is that if you have to go through this bouncer guy, mm-hmm. how did Lauren's brother get in? How did he bring children <laughs> in <gasps> with him? I never even thought about well, that. Well, did he Betty, also let them in the back? Betty lets Jughead in. I have more thoughts about Lauren and her weird brother later. Um, so everyone's wearing really creepy masks. And it feels to me that that's something that they might have added for COVID. Like they were like, oh, okay, we need people to cover their faces. Let's find the creepiest masks possible. Hmm. Um, because I think prom was shot before COVID. It was because um, those pictures have been around for a while. Yeah. Um, but it feels like maybe this was something that was shot after. I, I also think that the fight between Archie and KO was probably before as well. Yeah. There were too many people in the yeah. room. So Betty lets Jughead in the back and um, they're like, okay, well, let's look for the mo- look at the movies, see if there's anything similar playing here. Um, so we get people making out in a movie. And I think that's supposed to be like, I thought maybe it was like one of Brett's sex tapes, maybe. Um, but the camera moves and Brett's sex tapes were like taken without people's consent. Yeah, and they yeah. were just like on a table, like a static shot. So I don't think that's what it was, but it feels like since we know that Brett's sex tapes were given to David, that that's probably what we were supposed to think. supposed to think is that it was a sex tape. My thing is that when I first saw it, I thought it was Jellybean because first of all, it's I was the already exact hairstyle. Yeah, I was already suspicious of Jellybean because of Dave's theory, and also Jellybean wears her hair like that, and I was like, oh my god, why? Like I was like, ugh, why am I even like jumping to that? Exactly. Like I literally just like saw her hair, and I was like, ew, that's disgusting. It's a sex tape, and she's a minor. Ew. Yeah. Like, first of all, they're but all supposed to be minors. It clearly was supposed to evoke Jellybean. Because that's the yeah, thing, is that the- when we see Jellybean later, she has that hairstyle. Exactly. Literally how she's wearing her hair when she shows up in the yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, I think you're really supposed to be misled here. Yeah. So then we see another video, which is two dudes in one of the tickling videos. And I think that that was, like, the hotel room that they all, like, did that in. Like, remember when, like, I think it was Reggie and Tony or whatever, like, it brought in the yeah. Vixens and everything. Yeah. I think... That seemed like a similar, like, situation there. Yeah. Then we see a dude tied to a tree getting beat up, and Archie gets punched at the same time, which is a really great transition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Archie gets punched 
Yeah. So then they get to Hal's video, and I'm wondering if anyone is in the room, because it seems like all the other rooms had people in them, but we yeah. didn't see anybody in the room. Em- but I think maybe it was empty because of COVID. Sure. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Then we hear something about psychosis, but I didn't really catch exactly what they were talking about there. Um, then we get the Arturs videos all playing in one room. So it's like all of them in like a row all mm-hmm. playing. Um, and he's like talking. It goes around the entire, yeah. all four walls of the room. Um, and so Jughead starts asking people if they're the director or do you know who the director is and everything. And they're all just like weirdly pushing him away. Like, yeah. are we all in on some weird joke? I don't know. Like, are, are these the actors though? Like, are oh, these. Oh, maybe. Like, I truly think they're here seeing their work. Exactly. (laughs) It's interesting that David is willing to show these, even though we're pretty sure that these are also fake, but Mm -hmm. they're creepy enough, I guess, that makes him, him want to show them or something. I don't know. Like, it's so weird because we know they're fake because they've been investigated, but like, they don't look fake. Mm -hmm. Like, they look convincing. You're right. Like, I don't know if they, we don't actually know if they are fake. Like, we thought Mr. Honey was dead. Yeah. We thought that was actually Mr. Honey, but- who knows if that guy was actually, the guy who was playing Mr. Honey might have actually been murdered. It's just that he wasn't actually Mr. Honey. The guy who played Jason, like, I have a hard time believing that guy isn't dead. You know what I mean? Yep. We just, it's just weird that we haven't heard about anybody missing or any dead bodies or anything. Mm-hmm. So one of the dudes shows up and recognizes Betty from Ponytail Playmate. That's messed up. So messed up. And also, I was wondering if he wasn't necessarily saying, oh my God, it's Ponytail Playmate playmate saying Betty is the ponytail playmate or if he was saying that's like ponytail playmate like the cast of ponytail playmate like he recognizes Jughead too I don't think he recognized Jughead I think that guy was focused fully on Betty oh yeah, yeah sure yeah. I think he was too the cat that's the cast of ponytail playmate <laughs> their autographs. oh my god my favorite porno <laughs> so they see the owl mask dude and he has a video camera so they guess they're like that must be it sure um Later we see, like, at prom, we see, um, like, David being murdered in a similar way to, like, Mr. Honey was in the Mr. Honey one. Mm -hmm. And so I was wondering if in the trailer, like, we see there's a person in the cabin, like, hanging, wearing the owl mask. I thought maybe that's David. And we find, like, they have actually killed David and... Right. Like, that's where... And, like, that's where they find him. But, like, why would they hang him after stabbing him? Yeah, because they just stabbed him. So I'm not sure. So they run into Jellybean... And if you guys are wondering about the whole Jellybean theory, check out our trailer pod, our pod about the trailer for the season. She talks about how her friends just like heard there was a party and she's like, am I in trouble? And Jughead's like, no. And I'm like, um, you should probably be a little in trouble. Yeah. No. Well, no, but that's like, if you don't want to lose your sister at a rave. So right. Tell true. her that she's in trouble. She's, she's going to ditch you immediately. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. So later we lose the guy and we go to Pops to talk to Jellybean. Okay. Here's my thing though. She talks about how Lauren from Soccer's older brother heard heard about it. This is suspicious as hell to me. Because in what world does an older brother bring his kid's sister and her friends to a party? Exactly. That makes no sense to me. So either Jellybean's lying or Lauren's older brother's friends are the people putting on this thing. Mm -hmm. Like... It's like, why are you telling your little sister about it? Yeah, because that's what I... Like, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He was on the email list. So obviously he's part of this sort of ring. I'm suspicious of Lauren's older brother. I completely (laughs) agree with you. Um, So she promises not to go anymore. Um, and he's like, especially if I like go away and can't look out for you, like just don't do this stuff. And she's like, oh, okay. So they get ready for prom and FP calls Jughead handsome. And Alice says like father, like son, because haha, they're both handsome. <laughs> stop, stop laughing. 
seeing them kiss off screen. Let me see them kiss. Let me see them kiss. We only have two episodes with Skeet left. Good no, God. Good please. God. Please. Please. I'm begging. Also, if they don't leave on good terms, I will throw up. Yeah. If they don't leave on good terms, I will be wearing a mask mm-hmm. and going to Ross's house and taking like cheap salt and just putting it everywhere. Yeah. Like and I will- glitter. Salt and glitter on everything. You will never rest. So Betty has this really pretty dress and it's like, oh, they're so happy. And then you're like, well, wait until Jughead figures out what Veronica finds out. Cause you know that he's gonna, you know that he's gonna find out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they go to prom. Nobody's gonna know. How are they gonna know? <laughs> they're gonna know. So they go to prom and the first song that plays is the freaking Kiss Me song. Yep. Kiss me. Like, I was like, is this a joke? Come here yelling. Parent Dale is also here, uh, mo- most of it. And they're showing like a slideshow with pictures on the projector. And it's all just picture of, of the main character. Like if I, <laughs> of the main characters, if I was a random patron of the prom, I'd be like, hey, show my friend Grace. Right. What about me? <laughs> Be like, are these the only four people who went to this school? <laughs> so Reggie puts fizzle rocks in the punch, and there is absolutely no consequences. No. To no. that at all. No. Um, I was wondering if maybe like it kind of reminded me of Midnight Club, like when everyone took fizzle rocks and then like a crazy sort of like party happened in which scary stuff happened, but only like Alice saw it or whatever. And yeah. so I was like is the reason why everyone keeps dancing during this because they tried the punch and everyone's like tripping or something? Oh, that's yeah. an explanation. Um, like, I, I, it was just so weird that we got a shot of that and it's like, haha, because later they bring up, they're like, oh, is this one of Reggie's pranks, right? So like, I guess they had to show one of Reggie's pranks ahead of time, but it's just weird that that never came back. Mm. So yeah, we see FP and Alice drink the punch and then we see everyone else, like when Kevin does his speech, Everyone else drinks the punch there too. So, so this yeah. This whole season's just been everyone high and we had no idea the entire I don't know. time. <laughs> um, why is K.O. Kelly allowed to be here? You didn't go to the school. Go away. Right. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, don't, what you the hell? Have, don't you have to pay to go to prom? Yeah, like, go away. was Archie's real date. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so then, yeah, Kevin does his speech, and some of them have glass cups, and some of them ha- have solo cups. Pick one. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So, Parent Dale is dancing, which is really sweet. Not doing and hardly enough chaperoning, actually. But I, it's really nice that they were like, would you like to chaperone? And they were like, yes, I'd like to go to prom again. It's so sweet. Yeah. Kevin and Fangs are dancing together, um, then the lights get cut, and then a bunch of creepy stuff happens. My thing is, why does this auteur care so much about teens? Yeah. Unless they were a teen themselves. Did Lauren's older brother, does Lauren's older brother go to Riverdale High? And and is his issue that everyone else gets attention and he doesn't? (laughs) Is he an Ethel? Oh, God. I don't know. Like, why does he care so much, like, enough to hijack prom? Like, I would love for the person who's, like, the cast of all of these videos to just be characters that we don't know that are, like, I'll take all the attention. I had enough of y'all. I don't know this guy. Our prom back. So the video that comes up, it seems like it's like video from the rave, like that maybe the the video that the owl guy was taking That's at what the I time. Thought. But then it flips over to to like I think a live stream of them like killing the day. Well, it has killing. to be because they find the set like ten minutes later. Yeah, they talk about how it isn't a prank from Reggie, and the song that's playing is called "Psycho Killer." So yeah. we're real on the nose there. Everyone Excellent is dancing, song, by the way. Everyone is dancing except for the main characters. Like even Parent Dale is like, uh, and everyone else is like, "Woo!" And I'm, I'm like, like, "Why are you having a rave when people are being killed on screen? You weirdo!" Like I, I was wondering if maybe they were like Cheryl and Tony were like. 
hey, we're all going to dance nicely now. And then like they danced for like maybe half a song and then the song ended and another song came out and they were like, oh, the song's over. Okay. Party! You know, I'm like, is that what's happening? Aren't you seeing what's happening on the screen? Whatever. Fair enough. Or they're in on it. Yeah. And they're like part of making... It's like a reverse of the Midnight Club thing Mm. because like all the people we saw drink the punch are like, huh? Yeah. And all of the other people are just like, this is our prom. We're having such a good time. So yeah, all the people in the video are dancing in masks and they kill David in the owl mask. We don't know that it's David, but he's labeled as David on his chest, which is exactly what happened to Mr. Honey. And so you're like... Okay, um, well, Mr. Honey wasn't actually murdered. Right. So, but but then later we can't find David. So I, I think he's probably dead, <laughs> yeah. if I were to guess. I also no, think, I think you're right. Because um, they keep, like, teasing David too much. Yeah. For him to still be alive, because mm-hmm. he can't be the culprit. Mm-hmm. So we also get a shot of Peaches, who we haven't heard about this entire time, but she's here, apparently. Oh, yay! Mm-hmm. I missed that. Happy for more gays, honestly. Um, yeah, Mr. Honey wasn't dead, so he might not be either, but I think that maybe he's the one hanging later. But how did he get the owl mask back? Because Betty and uh, Betty and Jughead find the owl mask, so maybe there's multiple owl masks. Once again, if we just go to Party City and, and look at their sales, then maybe we would finally know. <laughs> okay, yeah, and this is also different because this is not even de- a death that was, like, thought of, you know? No. Like, all of the deaths were recreations or like you know even that last one was a recreation of something that Jughead had made up yeah right yeah this isn't even a death that was like a recreation or even thought of so like we're we're moving on to scarier things I think because this is stuff we haven't seen it's escalation like he's just killing willy-nilly now well I think it's interesting that like that this goes up before the tape that Archie gets right oh true yeah like, maybe it wasn't shot before then, but, um... Like, we see it yeah, before Yeah, we then. see it before then. So they run to the video store because they realize that that's where it's being shot. I don't know why. Did we not see that in the trailer or something? Maybe we just couldn't put it together. I don't know. But the camera is here, and so that makes me think that maybe it was a live stream. Um, and the sign says, smile, God is watching, which is just... Creepy as hell. Gives you the heebie-jeebies. Charles says that they've got people looking for David and they're like, oh my God, what if he's dead? And all they can really do is keep looking or wait for the next video. And then that's when we get um, Archie's Mm -hmm. Pops one, which absolutely just, like I said, when I saw that in the trailer, my heart dropped out of my my chest. I was like, like, I don't know why all of the other videos that we saw didn't get to me the way that like seeing Archie in Pops like that like, I had, like, a visceral reaction. And I have no idea why, but I was like, oh, my God. It, it's gotten worse. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's I th- I think, personally, it's because the Black Hood mask is just so much creepier than yeah. the other ones. Yeah. Because it's just blackness and eyes. Yeah. It also reminds you of Fred, which I think is also, like, something mm-hmm. that's quite like, genuinely hard sad. to see. Yeah. Right. And, like, also, I can't remember if, like, in the Killing Mr. Honey video, if Archie was, like, actually dressed like Archie. But, like, seeing the, like, Letterman jacket mm-hmm. and everything, like, he looks so much like Archie, too. Yeah. That it was, like... You felt real real fear for yeah. Archie. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Should we move on to segments? Sure. All right. So, my first segment is asexual jughead, question mark, question mark, question mark. And the answer is yes, please yes. I don't care. You're so valid. What's my segment? Which, which milf, milf was, was the most badass? badass? Oh, and my segment is which milf was the most badass? I don't know. I guess... Brooke. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if Brooke is a mom. <laughs> She's in the category. Mar- yeah, Mary and Brooke, sure. Mary and Brooke. And my segment is, uh, did snake parents acknowledge their obvious history? And the answer is yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Sam, are you going to have to 
Get oh a new God. segment. No, because then she'll have to start looking for breadcrumbs no. of FP. Yeah, my segment is just gonna be like, did Alice think of FP this episode? You should also bring in your segment from a couple of other podcasts, which is what is Sam shipping What is Sam the shipping the most? Yeah, yeah, you should do that too. Um, in that case, uh, Snake Parents and Shoney. Good. Uh, now it's time for our best line award. My best line award goes to Mary for smile and say end game. Three, two, one. <laughs> All right. Why? Why do you say that? Why? For what? Well, mine's worse because mine goes to Veronica for. Thank you, doctor. TTFN. To a doctor. Why would you say that to a medical professional? They deserve better than that. <laughs> and uh, mine's actually cute because it goes to Alice and FP for. Damn boy, you're handsome. Like father, like son. Damn, boy, you are handsome. You are. I didn't expect it. <laughs> what does that mean? And then uh, Alice is just like, like father, like son. Like, okay, work. Um, work? <laughs> all right, this is very exciting. It feels like we never... This, I think this is our only podcast now in which we do this, but it's time for our trailer reaction. Oh, yeah. Woohoo. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, play. Next win. Something wrong. Bughead are like, hi, we're happy. And Archie's like, everything is the worst. I'm having a terrible time. My life is over. Ooh, Mary's crying. That's sad. I'm upset. It's because Archie broke their vintage TV. I'm so mad that this entire trailer is about Archie. Yeah. And I guarantee the episode will not be mostly about Archie. Yeah. Okay, so Archie boxes in his room. Archie, don't you know that your boxing dreams are over? <laughs> Boxing dreams are over. Don't break your hands. You're gonna need those to write for the USO. He's like, I love to, I love to break my hands. Don't you know? No. <laughs> but he's like, oh my god, Archie, are you having issues? Look how I noticed. Okay. Um, Archie breaks their TV with a baseball bat. He sure does, but. The TV had it come in on account of it's it about him the 40 thing years old. <laughs> it showed him a thing that it was supposed to show him. Um, and Mary's like, hey, why? That baseball bat always reminds me of Fred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. He's like, also with this VHS player. <laughs> and Mary's like, how are we supposed to find another VHS player? <laughs> like, in 2021, you know Archie, we'll never find another one. If another tape to arrives, to FB, no. you just have to go over to Effie and Alice's house yeah. to watch the tape because they have one too. Mm-hmm. Betty says, is something wrong? And Archie goes, what is it wrong? <laughs> oh my god, me? Same. Okay, so Hiram attacks Archie, classic, and calls him a disgrace. Um, Archie's also punching somebody else in his house. Do Someone's have... in their house? Yeah, look. I can't tell who that it is. might be KO. You know what? No, he has no. a beard. It. It makes me think that Wait, it Wait, is, is, is it Frank? Are they bringing back his uncle? That's what I was thinking. Oh my it God. It kind of looks like it could be Frank. And Mary hates him. If if the person recording the videos is Frank, I'm going to laugh my ass off. I I don't think it is. And also, I don't even know if that is Frank. But Mary is crying, telling him to stop. Archie I would protect Mary Andrews with my life. Takes his, like, no jog idea. to Fred's grave. And also, like, there's this shot of his eyes that kind of, like, get all, like, weird that makes me think that he's, like, under some sort of high or something. I don't know. I think that the, I think that's a trailer edit. Okay, yeah. You have no idea what I'm going through, he says to this person who it seems like is the person that he punches Mm -hmm. later. But I, yeah, so not a whole lot of answers there, I must say. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. 
Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Please, if you're so inclined, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. Um, even if you just want to do those little stars, that would also be cool. Yeah. If you're a fan of the hundred somehow still, <laughs> uh, we <laughs> sort of have a good time talking about that show. Uh, we're currently covering seasons three through one. Um, <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's, that's the order. Accurate. That's the order we're doing it. And uh, yeah, we're we're not taking ourselves seriously anymore over there, and it's it's fun. Yeah, we have already recorded three oh one. Um, and I think that by the time that this podcast comes out, it's about to come out on Patreon. Um, and it comes out next week. Um, to the public, and um, we hope that it's cathartic for the people who were disappointed in the show because we were disappointed as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. Um, if you're a fan of Lost, we'd like to talk about that show too. Like we said before, um, we did all of season one, all of season two. We are reaching the midpoint of season three. It's our longest podcast, um, and it's also spoiler free. So uh, check it out. I am very proud of our work over on that podcast. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show too. Uh, it's one of my favorites to talk on because I love the 80s and I love Stranger Things. And um, it's super fun. We're doing season three this season, which is probably my favorite season. So yeah, go listen to it. Thanks. And if you're a fan of Star Trek, we did season one of Star Trek Picard and it was really fun. And I'm hoping we get to do season two maybe this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You can follow at the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, mostly Twitter. Um, but I post gifts of all of our favorite line awards on Tumblr. Um, I finally got to the end of season four. Um, so if you want any of our favorite line awards up to now, they're all on our they're all on our Tumblr. Uh, our Patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it because this is expensive. Yeah. Uh one dollar or more gets you um early access to all of the podcasts, um, which a lot of people think is really worth it um especially for the weekly podcasts um and we also do annual memberships too which i don't think we've mentioned on this feed yet um but you get 10 percent off if you do an annual membership and five dollars or more gets you 10 percent off at choppylocks.com you can follow me personally at robin e jeffrey that's r-o-b-y-n-e-j-e-f-f-r-e-y pretty much everywhere and you can follow me on twitter at britannia which is b-r-i-t-t-a-n-i-a with an underscore at the end and you can follow me on twitter at sam casey's which is s-a-m-c-a-s-e-y-s so the next episode is episode 502. Um, it was originally called Follow the Green. I don't know why. The money. I was I like, yeah. money, yeah. golf? I don't know. Um, but now it's called The Preppy Murders. Um, so Robert Chambers is an American criminal and convicted killer. Um, he was dubbed The Preppy Killer by the media after the August 26, 1986, New York City Central Park strangulation death of 18-year-old Jennifer Levin for which he was originally charged with second-degree murder. He claimed the death was accidental and the result of rough sex and later pleaded guilty to manslaughter at the end of his trial. Um, There's a TV movie called The Preppy Murder about this case, um, and it's also brought up in American Psycho, which Hmm. already connects it to Brett because we talked about him being a preppy this episode, and Brett is named for the writer of American Psycho. So... Definitely connected to Brett here. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So I am looking forward to talking to you about it. Me too. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.